What's going on, guys? Your boy Chris here from Match This NFC, and welcome to today's episode where we are going to be talking about the game that was Sevilla 1, Real Madrid 1. So, finally, we are done with the international break, and thank God it's over. I know it's not probably the longest international break, there's probably the summer one that's the longest, but this one just felt eternal. I don't know about you guys, but I got really into the whole rabbit hole of Israel and Palestine and all that geopolitical madness. So to me, it just felt really long. Uh, it's very hard to catch international games because you don't know when they're playing them at and it's hard to get a subscription because you don't have all the subscriptions for all the services. Very happy to see Real Madrid back. Probably one of the most vital weeks of the whole season. So we have our first match against Sevilla, which we played away from home. And Sevilla, when you play them away from home, they're a completely different monster. And of course, it was our first reunion back with uh, Sergio Ramos that has a lot of hype on Twitter and all everybody talking about it to see if he's going to score, uh, to see how the tensions are going to be in, in the stadium. And the game did not disappoint when it came, when it came to the, the tension. And then also we have Champions League midweek and then we have the Clásico uh, next weekend. So this was the first uh, game where, you know, the Real Madrid really had to be tested and where we all thought that we were going to see the best 11 from Carlo Ancelotti. My biggest surprise was definitely seeing Ferlang Mendy in the left back. I thought he would have gone for Camavinga in the left back because as we know, he did not play that much in, in the international break. And Ferlang Mendy, I guess, stayed in Real Madrid. But, you know, this was a very important match and it's very good to leave this game with good sensations. We went Ferlang Mendy, Carvajal as the fullbacks, Rudiger and Alaba. Alaba, I thought, played a really good game. So did Rudiger, who was man of the match. And in the midfield, we had Valverde, Kroos, Chouameni, and Bellingham, which honestly, on paper, I think that's our best midfield You know, when it comes to playing. That's the one we did against uh, Girona. And then up top, Rodrigo and Vinicius. So like I said, the game did not disappoint when it comes to tensions and fouls and just being a very physical game like it always is against Sevilla. I thought Real Madrid started quite well and Sevilla looked a little bit nervous. And Real Madrid deployed its best weapon this game, which was the long ball via Alaba. And Rudiger towards Vinicius Jr. And I thought Vinicius Jr. today he looked with a little more hunger, a little more, a little more feisty. And um, he had some good chances very early on in the game. He took on Jesus Navas in the first half quite a few times. And in one of the times he, I believe, he got stopped by the goalkeeper. And then uh, Sergio Ramos actually had a good block on Vinicius Jr. And we all we were all happy in the beginning of the game because we thought that Real Madrid got an early goal by Fede Valverde. It was quite an unexpected goal. It was a mistake, I guess, from the Sevilla defense, but as we soon found out, uh, it was it was offside. So just looking at the replay, I, they only showed like the one right angle where he looked offside once, and then I don't think they showed it again. But apparently he was offside by his foot, and uh, that uh, that obviously you know ruined their game plan, and uh, you know the game was nil nil. Later on, there was a play with uh, I believe it was Lucas Ocampos who got hurt, but there was a quite a mix up with the referee. Like he stopped the game, but we wasn't sure why he stopped it and it was like you know he got hit but it wasn't a foul so it was just like he was it was just an injury so it wasn't quite clear why he stopped the game even till now but um that play ended up going and Bellingham ended up scoring and he celebrated it and I and they were very confident that that goal was going to stay up but I think the referee looked nervous I thought he I thought he had a bad game. I, th I thought the referee was definitely one of the protagonists of the game. There was a clear foul towards Vinicius Jr. that he did not call. That it was a flagrant foul where Vinicius Jr. I think does like a self-pass towards the, towards the box. And then he beats Jesus Navas in speed, in position. 
and Jesus Nava tries to body him, but he clearly, they don't go shoulder to shoulder. That's clearly a penalty. And I don't know why Barr didn't intervene. So that seems a little bit sketchy. Lately, we've been complaining a lot about the refereeing towards Real Madrid because of the Nejo Negreta case and all this stuff. And, you know, that's, that's just gotten louder. But when you see a place like this, like, how are we going to shut up and, and just stay quiet when we see obvious plays that can easily be fixed by a bar decision? The bar is supposed to come in when there's a clear and obvious mistake. And it was clear and obvious that Vinicius had won the position and he got pushed from behind. So that's a clear penalty. You know, very, very feisty first half for sure against uh, Sevilla. There was a lot of battles between Rudiger, Alaba, and Sergio Ramos. They were having like this passive aggressive uh, aggression, I guess. If, yeah, I guess. You saw like Sergio Ramos being like, hey man, like, yeah, you're doing good, you're doing good. And like with a fake smile. And they were just, just trading fake smiles, but they were really going hard of each other. And then whenever they would go fight a ball in the air and one of them would fall, he would you know, they would pick each other up, but like they would hit each other hard in the back. So clearly they were trying to mark territory. Funny to see uh, Sergio Ramos playing against Real Madrid and kind of seeing the kind of player we had in the past. For me, Sergio Ramos is the best center back to have ever played the game. Sergio Ramos can be a son of a bitch and he was our son of a bitch. Today I really missed, you know, that 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 captain. But, you know, very good game from Sergio Ramos. If, if, if you guys want to talk about it a little bit, he had a good clearance of a free kick by Tony Cross that went towards goal. And then David Alaba got to, you know, he got, he was able to make contact with it. And then it was clearly going to be a goal. The goalkeeper had eight, had eat it pretty much. And then Cedro Ramos in the line just cleared it. So that was the type of game it was. Um, it was very complicated to play against Sevilla. There was not a lot of open spaces for Jude Bellingham to, you know, create his magic or Vinicius or Rodrigo. And I think that's due to the tactical setup that we had today. We did go with the 4-2-2 diamond, but we lacked so much width. The game was very left-sided, and, and that didn't do us no good. So I felt like Ancelotti should have told Fede Valverde or someone, be like, hey, just stay in the touchline, stay wide. Let's create some spaces. Let's have our midfield come in and just, you know, orchestrate the game. Tony Cross was very deep, uh, really close to the center backs. Chouamini didn't even touch the ball. I swear he did not touch the ball in today's game. I never felt like they got behind him or he had a bad game. He just wasn't consequential in the game so that's something to be looked at because if you're a dominating team and your and your defensive pivot is not touching the ball it can be a good thing but that can't happen and, it, and it's not the first time it happened so i believe it happened uh man i think it was against real sociedad or atletico madrid no yeah i think it was it was one of those teams that just had no no middle game but Shamey uh, did not touch the ball, which I thought was uh, very weird. You know, we did create some chances. It's very difficult for us to create chances, but we do it, even though it's, it's complicated. And it seems like we're like kind of being a little, a little bit predictable at times, and we're just making that extra pass where I feel like it could be more, more fluid. Uh, we are creating those chances. They're just not going in the, in the back of the net. Uh, Rodrigo missed uh, a few shots for sure. One person's game that I didn't like was for Mendy. He was semi-solid in the back, but. I just think he cuts the fluidity too much of the game. I think he's he's not an asset uh, on, on the field. I mean, yes, I guess he put him because he was going to be defending Luca Bayoko, but Luca Bayoko probably had one of the worst games I've seen in my life. I thought Fran Garcia should have gone in there much sooner than he did or Camavinga much sooner than he did. So now in the second half, I want to touch on the, um, 
on the subs. I like the subs. I like the personnel, per se, but I don't like how the subs were made. Carlo Ancelotti made the capital sin of playing Luka Modric and Toni Kroos in the same lineup. I would have liked that decision if maybe we would have been controlling the game and we, we, were, we were trying to I control the 2-0 lead or 1-0 lead. I mean, it showed just the lack of physicality when we took out Fede Valverde and Chouamini. I was fine with taking out Fede Valverde because he didn't look fresh. My best guess, it was due to the international break. And honestly, after the game being over, I saw no no difference in tactic. No master plan for Ancelotti by making those subs. Joselu came in a little bit later for Rodrigo. Sure, I mean, he did nothing. He had no service. Fran Garcia came in later. But um, yeah... Camavinga as a pivot, he did okay, I guess. But, you know, Sevilla, a very good side when you play him at home. Lucas Ocampos is a hell of a player. Like, he's so good. It boggles my mind how he's still in Sevilla. I know he went to Ajax and came back. But it's just one of those players that he just... He looks like he doesn't have any specific attribute that's world-class. But overall, he's so good. Um, and he just looked kind of lanky. And he just kind of tricks your eye in thinking, like, maybe he's not that good. But I think he's world-class. And then the goal that we conceded was just unlucky. The team was broken and there were too, too many spaces between lines. It was an own goal probably by David Alaba. I don't know who they gave it to, but to me it was an own goal. And, you know, Kepa, I feel like he was just, you know, he, he, got, he got a hand on it, but it was too close to him. And then he did have a very good save against a Sergio Ramos header, which amazing save. He's going to remember that for the rest of his life. Got a hand on, they hit the post. Then we equalized soon after. Um, Carvajal got, got a foul. Carvajal had a solid game. He had a, a few mistakes, but you got to go up against Acuna and Ocampos. And that was very, very hard for him to do. And Fede Valverde was not really helping out that much. So, and I think that showed. But, I mean, who would have thought that Carvajal would have made that header? I mean, I've never seen him make a header goal in my life, so that was probably his first one. So congrats on Carvajal. That he did pretty good given all the circumstances. So aside from Rudiger, to me, the standout was Vinicius Jr. He was trying and trying. He had some very good assists, especially towards Rodrigo, that it could have been, you know, they could have been converted into goals. And he looked lively. I saw him more uh, on the touchline, which I miss. Uh, recently, I was watching a 2022-2023 compilation plays from Vinicius Jr. And I'm like, wow, I really need him to go back to the touchline because it's amazing. And I thought he did pretty good. He did have some chances of him of his own to be to be able to score. But I really missed, today, I really missed the 4-3-3. I don't know about you guys, but we needed that with today because Sevilla are a very comfortable team if you just only attack them through the space. And we're making it very easy on them to defend us. Uh, with that being said, we created chances. So I think there's a silver lining there. But I think it was a lack of freshness from players like Valverde, Bellingham, and maybe, I don't know, Rodrigo or Carvajal. Maybe they were just accumulated 20 minutes in the international break. But uh, Brian Diaz comes in late on at the game. Very hard for him. Uh, once again, Fran Garcia plays after I don't know how many games he hadn't played in a while. I know he played against Norway because I saw the game and he did really good. I would say a disappointing result going on, uh, going towards the Barcelona game because sensations are not that great. I hope he does not repeat the starting 11. You know, I like Kroos there. I don't like Luka, Modric and Kroos in the same lineup. I've said this countless of times. For Langmendi, it's just, to me, is not an asset. I think you should go with Camavinga or Frank Garcia for the time being. And then Joselu, I think has to be up top. I mean, come on. Rodrigo is trying, he's doing good, but he's just wearing the wrong boots. I don't know what's going on. He needs a new sponsorship from another brand because his boots are not working. Let me know your thoughts on this game about the confrontation against uh, Sevilla, 
against um, Sergio Ramos. Let me know what you guys thought. And uh, make sure to follow me down below on Spotify uh, Podcast and Apple Podcast if you guys want to listen to all these episodes on podcast form. And see you guys on the next. A la Madrid.